0: Track up, please.
1: Hello and welcome to Indica's episode number 227. I'm your host, Tharithya, and along with me, I have Abhishek.
0: Hello, everyone. A very good morning to you. And it feels good to be back uh, in a week's time. What do we have this week? As planned, it does feel good, right? I was also thinking that
1: we should make a public pledge. Of what we are trying to achieve here, what do you
0: think? Oh, go we've for been, it!
1: <laughs> we have been exchanging messages, so to our listeners amongst us, as to me, hey, that we need to either do this and commit to it and do it every week, or stop doing it. What we have decided is we are going to give it another shot. I don't uh, uh, for hmm. Abhishek and I, both both of us, this is an outlet,
0: right? Some people like to smoke. Some people like to have a drink in the night. A few others. Like to record one episode in six months, so we want to do that for once a week, because a few of our listeners also wrote wrote to us. So let's hope we continue.
1: Consistency is important. Right? Life may consistency a हमारा. Right? Our... For us to do that, we have decided that we are going to publish an episode weekly. Let's you know do our best.
0: Any of our listeners, those who have still stuck with us, if you don't hear from us, you can write us a stinker at Indicast. Absolutely.
1: You will apologize.
0: Oh, is that Uh, how you apologize in Japanese? Yes, this is Nihongo. Nihongo.
1: And talking about Nihongo, the first story actually is about languages. It's a language-related story, which recently... Someone, for some reason, typed in ugliest language in the world, in Google. In India, I think. Was it? In India, yeah. Hmm. And Google came back with an answer in its one of those quick answer modes. Yeah, And it said, Canada, which of course, received a big backlash and snowballed into something else from there.
0: Yes. And I actually do look forward to those quick snippets on Google But then I realized that the source of that information can sometimes be misleading. And it picked up from uh, some website which had panned Kannada, uh, spoken by around 40 million people in in India, in Karnataka mainly, saying that it is among the ugliest languages or the ugliest language in India. All the articles that I read about this story had a quote from, had a Twitter post from the
1: Minister of Forestry or something like that. And he was the one who was the... Who was who was most offended vocal.
0: The, he, he was he offended, offended,
1: yes. <laughs> Google also put out a statement saying that they have corrected it and they are going to work on improving the algorithm and does not reflect the opinion of Google.
0: Oh, uh, that is the key part, isn't it? And that's what uh, Mr. Arvind the Limbawali is, is the name of the Minister for Forest uh, and Culture in Karnataka. So he, he holds both... Uh, uh, ah, the, the, joint the, portfolio. Joint portfolio. Yeah. So he he said this is a very condemnable thing. If Google or anyone else behaves in contempt of Canada language or insults Canada, appropriate action will be taken against them. And uh, appropriate. Yes. And then there was former Chief Minister uh, Mr. H D. Kumaraswamy. He said that the mistake of Google is not acceptable. It has been the pride of Kannadigas all through these two and a half millennia. If Canada is now. the ugliest language in India. It is merely an attempt by Google to insult this pride of Kannadigas. Sundar Pichai uh, had to explain to the Congress back in 2018 that why does Trump's photo come up in Google images when somebody types in idiot. Yeah,
1: but how much do you think it is excusable for Google to say, hey, this is not our thing, if they are providing a snippet
0: answer? Ah, that snippet answer is what I have a beef against. It gives you a good answer, but the source is a little dodgy. In this case, it was just some blog somewhere. So uh, I'm trying to figure out, yeah, it was debtconsolidationsquad.com. Now, that was the name of the, and now when you try and do the, because it has been removed, the page shows an error.
1: This happens because of search engine optimization. Someone would have done an SEO on Canada, and then they get traffic for debt consolidation. Right? In a way, I could argue that it is Google's job, if it is going to provide a snippet-based answer, it is their job to ensure that those sort of results are, there is some sanity, there is some integrity to that information that is meant. I typed in which is the oldest language, right? What the snippet answer to that is Tamil. Now, I don't know whether that is trustworthy or not, and it is coming from all sorts of sources. They, they should choose the sources from where these sort of snippet answers should come
0: from. No, yep. I think the, the fact checking is what is key here, isn't it? Meaning, when uh publication. Why do we consider print media to be a source of truth is because we trust them to have done fact checks, the journalist and the team, blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. So that's how it says Tamil and other seven oldest languages. As I, as we speak, I typed that in, but it said that Sanskrit comes up to me, at least in India, Sanskrit bracket, 5,000 years old, widely spoken language in India.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. I got the
0: oldest language. It uh, came up to be Tamil. Uh, cool. for me. So but... I wonder how, how this works. Yeah. But you're right about it.
1: So yes, and this has been the problem with, as they say, big tech. They just explain the technology part of it, saying that, hey, our technology, our algorithm, this is how it works, and not the sensitivity part of it, right? Yes, as platforms, you're supposed to be keeping an eye on what is being said, what is the output of the implementation of certain tech. Right? This also goes back into the, the inability to recognize black people's faces appropriate you or show inappropriate results based on the tech that has been developed, the biases, etc. Right? So you are responsible, man. If you're going to provide a particular service, I think there is some degree of responsibility that you have to take. You, you could just say that, okay, we are sorry. Please good.
0: Or but, or needs verification or do do have a have a little thing absolutely. which says you know you might want to dig deeper. We are not sure about this or some such. Yeah. That face recognition bit that you say in the US, there was at least one company which had to uh, stop peddling their face recognition software for uh, some police departments in the US. Because what you just said of they recognizing faces of African-Americans more than others or it was vice versa. The most famous case
1: was when the machine couldn't figure out the difference between a face of a gorilla and a black person. That was one of the most famous cases in terms of biases because all the, the machine got fed was white faces and animal faces. So when a black person's face came in, it recognized it as a gorilla. Again, this is tech needs to evolve. But this got me interested about language as such, and so I typed in what is a language, right? And what so what is a language, Abhishek? Define language for
0: me. Well, anything that is spoken, where you can communicate your thoughts and the other person can understand with some syntax and grammar. That's how what language is, isn't it? I gave you an answer when a, a, la- a backbencher is just told, "Hey, Dwada. Language ka kya hai. So, <laughs> so, so, I was talking to someone. I, I just pieced something together. So what yes. is language? What did you find out? Exactly. Right?
1: So you mentioned, let's analyze what you mentioned, <laughs> what you said.
0: Okay. Language
1: is something that you see. Do you mean, what about American sign language then? Which is Ooh. like the, you know, the, yeah. the language for uh, the mute. Yes. I stand corrected. Yes. It need not be verbal. It's an entirely visual language as they call it. No need for vocalization. So right. that. It comes down to, and this is from National Geographic, it comes down to, it is a variety of systems to assign specific meaning to sounds or some, form, some other form of communication, forming words and system of grammar, which leads to creation of a language. It's basically, you have to break it down in most of the times. Yes, we just mentioned that sign language doesn't need vocalization, but most of the languages need vocalization, right? So it is about assigning meaning to sound. And older you get, the more difficult it is to learn a language. This is also scientifically up to 18 is the best time to learn a new language. So when I got here, I was just hearing sounds, right? And trying to learn sounds and associate them to meaning. But then you only assign meaning to a word. Not that difficult. But now combining them, putting multiple words together to form a sentence which also means you have to be grammatically correct. There is casual and formal language, etc. It is tough, man.
0: I'm sure. I think, and Japanese is among the tougher ones. Uh... Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I, uh-huh. on top of that, there are three ways, three different ways of writing the same thing. There are three <laughs> different scripts
0: that they have. One of the reasons why kids pick up language fast is an unusual one. The reason is that they are not afraid of being embarrassed. And this is, ah. a scientific. They, it's okay to make a mistake is, and for us, when we try and whether it's a new musical instrument, half the time we don't pick it up because we feel, yaar, I mean, I might drive people away. It's a little embarrassing. Or when you make a mistake while speaking, a couple of people might snigger, laugh. That's why the kids, kids know how to express themselves.
1: You have to either be a kid or be a foreigner. And there should be times when I used to try to make up a, a sentence and, you know, use pronouns. Or use language which is only used with friends while presenting to the highest level, <laughs> and they should be like, ah, oh, you just call the chairman so and something like that, which is okay. But we wouldn't be excused for calling that hundred percent of the time. If you make an attempt to communicate with someone in their own language, they are going to be fine.
0: Right. True. But but yes, since we are on on languages. I think uh, among the more beautiful ones, I find Bengali as the most beautiful or the most uh, melodious or sonorous to the through the years when when somebody speaks Bengali. Oh, I think that's yeah. number. Okay.
1: Yeah. I just said I love you in Bengali.
0: <laughs> but I love how I think everyone they,
1: should know how to say I love you in at in least
0: five. Absolutely. About the Bengali babus, V becomes B. Absolutely. So this happened with a Bengali friend of mine at, 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 or other colleague at office where I said the password for logging in is Vasant Vihar. He kept getting it wrong and he told me, look, I'm typing it right. He said, show me. He's typing B-A-S-A-N-T-B-I-H-A-R. I said, boss, Vasant Vihar. <laughs> the, the same also in,
1: in Japan, they, they don't use the word R. They uh, use L. They replace all the R's with L. So it is it is pretty funny as well. Trivia: huh. Do you know that four out of the top 10 most spoken languages in the world are from India? Hindi is the third most spoken language in the world. Hmm. After that, Bengali, hello, ah. is the sixth most spoken language in the world. After that comes Marathi, hmm. which is almost spoken by 100 million people. Then Telugu is 96 million. And Then there is an interesting uh, link that you shared with me, which is about the
0: whistle language. Yes, the whistling language. There is a little village called Kong Thong, some 65 kilometers from Shillong. The the villagers there communicate with each other or can choose to by whistling to each other. The population is barely 700. Unfortunately, they don't get taught uh, this language in schools, which is why on technical grounds, they can't be given the UNESCO tag, which their ministry is trying to seek. But uh, it was an interesting one. And the whole process itself of how every individual gets a name, which can be sung out uh, via a whistle is an interesting one, where where the mother assigns a tune for its baby during childbirth or when she's pregnant. And it's a unique tune that will be recognized against that child until he or she dies. And then they retire that tune, which is very romantic, the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. And just like that, now you spoke about this language in Kongthong in Shillong. And I looked up for information about whistle language and I got this Turkish bird language, which is a version of Turkish language, which is communicated through whistles, basically high pitch noises and melodies.
0: Yes, so obviously there are more than one whistling villages around the world. In fact, when they wanted to send Kongthong as one of the entries for UNESCO, the nearby villages took offense. They said that we are going to have a Sarpanch meeting and said, how can you only name one village? We also, there are some 23 other villages around Kongthong, which also have communicate. Have their own
1: dialects. Yes. Whistling.
0: In whistles. <laughs> so
1: apparently, this particular whistle language in, in from Turkey. It is called the Turkish bird language, basically, because it was meant to communicate over large distances mm-hmm. by Turkish farmers. Only a few people can speak this. Of course, they, they say that around ten thousand odd people can speak this language, which is in whistles. They have translated the full Turkish vocabulary into varied pitch frequencies and oh. melodic lines. It's been done for hundreds of years. Of course, now with mobile phones coming in. That has posed a new challenge. They don't need this anymore. So it's at a risk of dying out. There are a few people who are trying to pass it down
0: generations.
1: This language has also been recognized by UNESCO. There's a list called Intangible Cultural Heritage.
0: Another one of those languages included on that list is uh, in a Canary archipelago called Siblo Gomero. Siblo means whistle. Some 22,000 folks live there. And so much that... uh, Sentences like what is the name of the child with the blue shoes can be communicated through a whistle. So it's it's that complex. Not everybody can do that though. And there are apparently lots of confusions. When you try to piece together sentences like this, you might say something and the other guy might construe something else. But that's <laughs> part of the package. And
1: of course, then there is
0: the Romeo language
1: uh, in <laughs> India where yeah, the girl exactly <laughs> knows what what you mean, and you may it may be or boy, uh, or
0: boy for or boy, better. or boy, yes, or boy,
1: and you may get a response in kind or in in a shoe. Oh, you beg, like,
0: yeah, and well uh, deserved if it was uncalled for.
1: Irrespectively, the message was communicated and received and responded.
0: <laughs> I can't whistle to save my life. My meaning, I just can't somehow, meaning I can do only this, what I just did. To whistle a tune of a Hindi song, I could never do that. Some of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think can? I'm pretty okay. Chal, chal, sing, do whistle, let me guess a song, guess a song that you're whistling.
1: You
0: get that? We might get our listeners to write if they are listening. Perhaps if they could, if any one of them could guess this. What do you say?
1: All right, that sounds like a good idea.
0: Yeah. Let's. let's so can you here. can you do that again and do that well uh, in that? Th- okay. <laughs> <Do okay>. that <laughs> well. Just one more okay. time. Here's, here's
1: my here's my another the, the next. Step.
0: That was a good one. I think this time around I knew I, I knew what it is. Let's stand by if if anyone can guess that. Indicast at theindicast.com. Write to us there with, with your answer. But by the way, indicast huh.
1: at theindicast.com I don't think exists anymore. So why
0: don't you <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just get us to tweet then at the rate indicast? Yes,
1: tweet Tweet it. Tweet it. I tweet. think Indic at Indicast is uh where Moving on to the next topic, talking about tweeting, Twitter India is in hot water with India's Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology for not adhering to the norms by appointing certain people in roles such as resident grievance officer, nodal officer, and chief compliance officer, so that people, if they have an issue, they can go and complain with them. And as such, Ravi Shankar Prasad, who is the minister of METI, he's come down hard on them saying that "Uh -uh, you're going to lose your protection under section 79 of the IT Act, which now of course you will ask me, Abhijik, what is section 79? Yes, indeed. And the answer is that as it basically, uh, platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Google, they are all protected as being intermediaries, right? Mm. So if there is anything bad that is put on their platform, anything illegal, uh, anything derogatory that's put uh, on the on the platform, anything that incites violence, the platform itself is not liable to legal action. However, if they remove the protection under Section 79, then you open yourself to all sorts of legal actions from the government.
0: And these firms will have uh, 36 hours, a window of 36 hours to remove content after a legal order is issued against them. And the employees of those firms can be held liable criminally if they fail to comply by these requests.
1: And the rule that you just mentioned about 36 hours, it comes out as part of uh, the new guidelines, which is intermediary guidelines and digital media ethics code, which was introduced in May by the government, where you need to appoint people where pe- who people can complain to and also take down content after receiving a legal order.
0: A few of the leaders from the BJP, they tweeted uh, some parts of a document by claiming that this document was made by the Congress party, the opposition. You know, the Congress party is discrediting BJP's efforts of how they are handling the pandemic, etc. Twitter said that it did not have a valid source. We don't know what it is and you are spreading this information. It could be misinformation. So they marked Twitter marked some of those posts as quote manipulated media unquote. Prasad's ministry, he he, He wrote to Twitter, uh, warning the company of, quote, unintended consequences, unquote. Now, what that means is something if they didn't obey the rules. There has been a full frontal assault on Twitter in the last few weeks, especially. One of them was that on their careers page, on the map of India, Kashmir was being depicted, being shared between India and Pakistan, always a touchy issue. In fact, if you know the foreign publications which are printed in India, even including The Economist, when they have that map, there is a black sticker on top of it. So that was one. At, at some place, uh, they were accused of child pornography, which Twitter said that we don't tolerate and that we'll look into it if indeed that has happened. And then non-compliance with IT laws. The bigger question, of course, is that who gets to decide whether a content is good, bad, or ugly? Uh, this debate has been around since the time these platforms were there or the internet was. Uh, in, and the in, answer in
1: place. Is, uh, isn't the answer simple in terms of the government of the country decide.
0: That's where you have two sides of the coin, right? You have at one place Hungary, China. Turkey, where the government will decide what is right and will only publish what they want the public to know. Whereas in countries like the US, where even the president of that country, if he tweets a misinformation, Twitter has the right to mark it as such. Government is supposed to be held accountable by other parties, including the fourth state, the press. We can't have, uh, according to me, the government taking those calls. Tomorrow, you can't, you write anything wrong about anybody. I'm not saying, I'm not saying BJP, whoever the powers that be, you will somebody might knock on your door and take you to court, or you know, FIR against I you.
1: Let's extend that to a punishment for murder. That you are okay with the government deciding whether a person lives or not for committing a crime. We are comfortable with that, right? But for when it comes to freedom of speech, you are saying elect. No, the government
0: doesn't decide that. Of- I I will correct you there. The government doesn't decide. Law, so law the decides. Law decide. right. right.
1: The law decides, and the law comes into the being by the government voting, by passing legislation by the government. Government is supposed to be representative of the people. The the, the issue that I have is that we are in a place where we are saying that we are more comfortable allowing private companies decide what is right and wrong and we have no control on who is running the private
0: company. Let's uh, hear the argument from the other side, where in 2017... On WhatsApp, uh, there was some video that was posted about somebody getting kidnapped, uh, and then it caused lynching, and a couple, a few people lost their lives. Such kind of misinformation should definitely not be uh, tolerated, and that's where the law comes in, and it punishes the crooks. Now, whether WhatsApp is responsible for that, now who in WhatsApp is going to flag that content as uh, you know misinformation, or is it going to be who should have that power? Who, uh, depending on the number of people reporting that. Or like in Facebook, you've got a, a round the clock team, which monitors content. Even they are fed up because the, even they are confused about what content should be, you know, deleted and what can stay, because even those rules are complex. How do you define freedom of speech? So it's okay. No, it not, it's, I think, I think first
1: of all, first of all, right. What I'm trying to say is that we immediately jump to freedom of speech conversation. We are talking about factual or in factual questions. There is no debate that there has to be freedom of speech. However, where does freedom of speech end? Does it mean all the alternative truths? They are not called lies any, anymore. <laughs> they are called alternate truth. Is that I believe this. I just feel very uncomfortable with letting Twitter decide whether something should be published or stays online or not. Because I have no control on Twitter. I have control on not voting for the same person every four years. And by the way, again, Twitter, when they banned uh, President Trump, they did it. After three weeks, three weeks before his term was supposed to end, right? You had allowed to be that person and not done anything for so many hundreds of days.
0: Yes, you're right about that. And that's where the double standards of these companies come in. And you don't want to ban the president and get the establishment to go against you. So you play safe. And in fact, there are rules which uh, uh, have what they call immunity against these uh, politicians. Yes.
1: Tomorrow, Twitter may ban the president or a prime minister of a country where some other country is manipulating their elections. I don't believe that private companies should be the ones determining this. Parking something as manipulated media, right? If there is no explanation given as to why this was really manipulated media, then it is a problem.
0: And at the same on the same count, if somebody claims something without validating the facts, the same rule applies to that party as well. Absolutely, right? The
1: way the tweets get labeled as manipulated media is by another person. How do you figure out the biases of that person?
0: There will be certain rules which determine you know, what are the prerequisites for a claim of that kind, especially coming from certain verified uh, Twitter handles where you don't want, or for example, hatred, hated, what, what is that called? Hateful tweets. And there have been bunch of people, yeah, hate, hate speech, for instance, bunch of people who've been banned, including uh, that actress Kangana Ranaut, who had certain you know, sloppy statements made, which very clearly could incite violence or, you know, there, there are certain rules, the, the basics rather. The issue with that legal notice is, if it is not used uh, in the manner for which it was intended, then the government can have more than proportionate control on what gets published on such platforms, including the press for that matter.
1: Absolutely, absolutely and which so is that's a the line
0: i, I, I don't and know
1: how to yeah. these lines are super difficult to implement you can use a knife to cut uh, vegetables or cut someone's throat right so it is it is very, very difficult to implement this the, one of the funny things that uh, in the story was that the government of india or police raided their offices their twitter's offices and they found that the office was empty because everyone was working there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there was a time Manu Joseph of journalist with uh, well many, many publications, he said that uh, wo scandal ke time pe, the police had raided a few of their offices and they bashed the monitors instead of the CPUs. <laughs> they, could, <laughs> they could still take the hard drive away later.
1: So, yeah, it's a, it's a super sensitive topic. It can go. There are so many ifs and buts. And this is a very critical point in where Big Tech is getting a, a black eye as such. And it's very important. We have seen what, what happened in the US as a result of these platforms not taking this issue seriously.
0: Yes, I think these guys will have to bend down given the stakes. They themselves have great expansion plans. Uh, for instance, your uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, uh, last year they invested $5.7 in Reliance. Geo platforms, then you've got Alphabet, Google, another $4.5 billion into Geo. They created a $10 billion fund only for investment in India over five to seven years. Amazon has, you know, another uh, 6.5 billion. So these, I mean, India is too big for them to miss. So and who some... knows, Geo
1: might be coming out with its own Twitter soon.
0: Yes, who knows? They are big enough to do these things. Yeah? yeah, there is
1: enough competition to happen. So who knows? Yeah. So the next topic, it's a sad topic, but I love talking about this person. Milka Singh, he unfortunately passed away on 18th of June. Uh, as a result of COVID, COVID or coronavirus-related complications, and at the age of 91, by the way, and this happened just a few days after his wife passed away on 13th, and then oh. he
0: passed away on 18th. What a life! What a life! What a life! Yeah, what man. a life I had, man. And if you feel, <laughs> go
1: into details, uh, there is the Bhag Milka Bhag is is an amazing movie. Here, you remember we said that sports-related last in the last episode, sports-related movies are. Good man. I mean, Bhag Milka, Bhag did 100 crore's business.
0: Oh, it did. It did. I, I wasn't particularly fond of how they made the film. I didn't like it so much because they, they tried to mix too many things. But when I read about Milka Singh's real life in obituaries, I realized that some of it was not dramatic or melodramatic. That Bhag Milka, Bhaag, according to The Economist, came from his father asking him to run on the day that they were being hacked to death during the partition back in 1947.
1: Uh, 15 siblings is what he had, 8 of whom were killed during uh, the partition and then he also saw his parents and a brother and two sisters get killed in the violence. I don't think you can wipe that out. Man. And then he joined the army. He was contemplating on becoming a daku, a dacoit, and his brother convinced him to join the army instead. He took to running. As they say, rest is history. Won gold at 400 meters, Asian Games and Commonwealth gold medals at Asian Games in 1958-62, and then represented India in 56 Olympics in Melbourne, 60 Olympics in Rome, and 64 in
0: Tokyo. The only runner that, uh, apart from PT Usha, that we learned about growing up when it comes to athletics. Yes, you talked about all those uh, medals. In fact, in uh, 1956, at his first Olympics in Melbourne, he didn't make the finals. Uh, He was eliminated in the heats but then he went to charles jenkins who was the gold medalist in the 400 meters he asked him for his training schedule and for the next four years he he wrote uh, jenkins world record time uh, 46.7 seconds on 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 his on his paper and that he wanted to you know pull that and uh, later in 1960 you we all know that story how he uh, missed on the bronze by was it 100th of a second yep he was actually leading in that race
1: And then he thought that he might not last the race. So he slowed down a little bit and then in the end got beat. Uh, That was, that must have been
0: hard to That itself is a victory. You are, you are representing your country and your history has been that when you, you didn't know what a cross, he did not know apparently what a cross country was when he joined the army. And he came sixth without any training out of 400 runners. When somebody told him what a cross country was in his first cross country. And his first race, his reward was, a glass of milk. He apparently almost killed himself in his routine or in his training, and he went against the advice of uh, the doctors because he he just wanted to you know he ran until they say he u- urinated blood. He collapsed with exhaustion. That scene in Bhag bag where you know unless he had a bucket full of sweat he wouldn't stop. Apparently, all these things happened. That was not dramatic representation of uh, his his life, and that that kind of discipline is what it takes to represent uh, at the highest level. And you didn't have technology, man, at the time where you didn't have an ice bar. Pure hard work.
1: Pure hard work at that time. Your no, hard work. No optimization yes. using uh, you know correct technology, as he as he said. Flying, known as flying Sikh.
0: Oh, that that itself was a story, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, he was called the flying Sikh by General Ayub Khan when Milka Singh was invited to Pakistan to participate in a competition, which he won, defeating Abdul Khaliq in the run. And that's when General Ayub Khan, who was uh, during the presentation ceremony, said that Milkha, you came to Pakistan, did not run. You actually flew in Pakistan. And as such, Pakistan bestows you the title of the Flying Sikh.
0: And if you want to pay a compliment to a nemesis, how? what better way to do it than what a brilliant way, isn't it?
1: And then uh, Milka Singh himself was a character, right? He was mm. he was given the Padma Shri right. in 1958 and then he was also offered in 2001 for some reason. They mm. offered him an Arjuna Award right. from the Indian government and he yes. refused to accept it. He mentioned that he, he, ref, he is refusing because it is meant to be given to young sports people and not people like him who are not actively into sports right. anymore. And I quote, and he said that I rejected the Arjuna award as I was offered after I received the Padma Shri. It was like being offered an SSE certificate after securing a master's degree.
0: He also said that Arjuna awards were being handed out like Prasad in a temple.
1: so I don't, <laughs> yes. Because he wasn't happy
0: with the... Kind of The people uh, that he was getting it No, He was uh, incomparable. As in, just to represent the country was one thing, but he got uh, a generation of uh, athletes to look up to him. Even today, even today, we talk about him. Rest in Absolutely. peace.
1: Anyway, so those were the topics that we had, people. As Abhishek mentioned, don't forget to send us your comments. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Indicast on Twitter. So please follow us there. Indicast is available in your favorite podcasting app, be it. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts, just look us up and hit the subscribe button. Feel free to comment on whatever we said.
0: Yes, please. And don't forget to uh, mention what tune Aditya was uh, playing a few minutes ago. Very important. So, at the red IndyCast.
1: That's about it. Until next time, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.